Welcome to Life in Progress. I am your host, Solomon Ray. And I'm Tia. This week, we introduce you to ourselves and our journey. As well as an interesting story time about the very first fertility clinic we visited together. And we find out what made Solomon say this. You need to get the girls. Right. You need to make them feel good, <laughs> bitch. Like, feel good. Wake right. me up. Be like, you want some sparkling water? You exactly. got some chilled champagne? Like, what do you want? Like, what do you any, want? What do you this need? This is a private room. Yes. Like, it, make yes. me feel good. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome to Life in Progress. How is everyone? I am here with Tia. Hey, guys. And this is our first episode, yeah. so That's we're really exciting. excited to mm-hmm. kind of start this new podcast. A lot of you guys are listeners of possibly the Solomon Ray podcast, so thank you guys for coming and tuning in. Um, before we get started, as always, a tradition that I normally do with the Sol, Sol Ray po- What is my podcast? The, <laughs> the Solomon, Solomon Ray, Ray podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> tradition that I constantly do is... Um, I also want to give a shout out to the girls and people who've listened to this podcast, five stars, who've rated it five stars and five stars only. So if you guys are inclined and you love this podcast, please go on Apple Podcasts and rate it today, five stars. But if it's not five stars, don't do it. Keep it. Don't. We don't need it. If it's four, don't even even Either commit or don't. Commit or don't. So, <laughs> I, so hopefully next week when we get up on this mic, there is a bun- a plethora of mm-hmm. five stars mm-hmm. for us to read. Because I do like to give a shout out to people who um, listen to the podcast and rate it. And because I really do appreciate it. So yeah. feel free to do that. Um, also, before we get into the show, if you do have listener letters, because I know you guys have a lot of questions for us, mm-hmm. please send it into lifeinprogressshow at gmail.com. Once again, that is lifeinprogressshow at gmail.com. I'll also leave the email in the description of this podcast so you guys can do that because I know, like, the girls be forgettable, forgetting. Cause... <laughs> Y'all be asking us questions everywhere in the comment section, in the DMs. We can't keep up with that. So, yes, I'm really this. notoriously bad at replying to my DMs. So, please, <laughs> I'm begging you guys. We would love to answer your questions. Just send it into the email. Yeah. But um, let's get into the show. One thing we want to do every show is kind of do like a little. I hate the word mental health. It just seems so icky to me. Yeah. So I don't know what... We'll figure out a way to call it something, but basically like a check-in. Yeah. Just kind of tapping in with each other. Like an appointment check-in. Like we're just checking in. Just hello. So this week, Tia, I'm checking in with you. How are you? I'm good now. It was was a wild weekend, as you know. Um, It's funny because today is... Can I tell them what today is? (laughs) Today is actually Monday. We are recording the day this podcast comes out. Um, we originally were supposed to record it last week, and I came over, and we do what we always do, always. <laughs> and got barely we we got something done. We got but, yeah, but not everything we were we were planning on no. getting done. We were supposed to record it, we did not, and so then the plan was uh, for me to come out this weekend and record. Um, but I actually ended up being in the hospital with my oldest daughter all weekend she was having some kind of neurological issues 
for for I'd say the last week now. Um, and we got her in the hospital this past weekend, and they admitted her. Um, she's fine. It it's we think it's just like really bad migraines, so we're dealing with that. But nothing crazy, nothing horrible. But yeah, it was just a busy weekend, and you know it's always difficult when your kids aren't well and you're trying to figure out what it is. And, you know, I have two, so I'm trying to juggle the little one also and work and, you know, all the stuff that I have to do. So it was a very long weekend, but we're on the other side of it. And once I get out of here, I'm actually headed to the school to volunteer in the little one's classroom. I'm the, I'm the secret reader today. So oh, that's cute. Yeah, so it'll be fun. I'll get now to Now my mind there. thinking like a different type of read, like <laughs> like Azealia Banks read. Like I'm about to roast all the little <laughs> five year olds. <laughs> about to tell all the kindergartens <laughs> about themselves. <laughs> uh, no, I get to read a book. Today. I'm right. like, yes, read. <laughs> read oh, these, you mean read literally. Tales, right? Like, oh no, they're children. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, yes, I am going to go literally read a book to them uh every week. Every Monday, a, a different parent gets to come in and read a kid to uh, read a book to the kids. So they always do you know what it. book you're gonna read? I don't. Oh, so you pick from there. Yeah, I think the teacher has it already ready for me. Oh wow! Yeah, let me decide. I know, right? <laughs> How you gonna tell me what the, what the hell to read? <laughs> also, disclaimer, you guys, I do curse a lot. So if you are listening with kids or whatever, I'm just letting you know now. Like this is not the podcast for no, you. No, this is for adults. And. So I'm just giving y'all a disclaimer, especially for the people who are not used to the Solomon Ray podcast. <laughs> it gets a little crazy over there. So I'm just letting you know, like, this is going to be a slight extension. I'm going to try to be yes. as professionalized as possible <laughs> on this one. But, bitch, I'm letting you know now. We never know what's going to happen. Yeah. That is so funny. <laughs> so they don't let you pick the book? No, I don't I don't think. I don't know. I might, I might have some to pick from. Because they do have, like, a little, you know, their little library corner in the classroom. So oh, I might God. be able to pick... They might pay. I don't know. But yeah, it's not I don't like bring it from home or nothing. So but either way, it'll be fun to go in and go hang out with her and all the kids for a little bit. They're so fun at that age. So I'm going to do that. And it'll she got nice. a little boyfriend. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> she got a little boyfriend. Oh, my gosh. Not me <laughs> doing her. I, so I did her hair last night. And I did her braids, and we put beads on the ends because sometimes I love beads. Yeah, so she has her. I have a whole big old box at home of like different sets, different colors, all that stuff. So she picked her beads, and she was like, "She's like Jameson loves when I wear beads." Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> She said he like he likes how they sound when they jingle. Uh- <laughs> all right, Jameson. Right. Jameson. I got Jameson, my eye on you, Jameson. Right, right. Jameson, um, he helped her with her fear of bugs. Oh, Yeah, it was really cute. She came home um, one day and was like, I touched this insect, and I touched that insect, and I saw this, and I got really close to that, because Jameson's not afraid of bugs, so I'm not either now. I was like, that's, oh, that's cute. So cute. Yeah. Yeah, so we love Jameson and his Aww. little love for beads. <laughs> That girl. I mean, they young, so I'm not gonna say anything. But I'm like, it's giving white man can't jump. You know, it's giving like my ebony queen, my Nubian princess, my Nubian princess, my chocolate delight. Oh my god! If he could start coming out with a fresh fade and like Nike signs edged in the side of his head, 
it's going to be a Riz out. I'm going really, to really fuck with Jameson by then. Right, right. Yeah. Jameson's going to be the homie. J- Jameson's going to be Jaquan real quick. Oh. <laughs> Not Jaquan. Oh, my God. That is so funny. So, yeah. So, <laughs> it was a it was a rough, rough weekend. Just a long weekend. Um, draining. But it's Monday. The weather's nice. The kids are fine. So, everything's good. How was how was your weekend? It was great. On Saturday, um, I ended up just like cooking. I made oh my god, I made the best French dip chicken because mm. you had. We went to lunch mm-hmm. the day before. Yeah, and I can't remember what the fuck you ate, but you <laughs> ate something with like a French dip. Something. Yeah, it was a French dip situation. How like the fried the French onion, like the fried mm. onion things, and. Yeah, the the I think it was roast beef. I don't remember. But I was craving that doing. some hard body. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I ended up basically making like a chicken thing with the French dip. Um, did I have vegetables? Oh, I made me like a little spinach salad, but mm-hmm. I didn't really eat it right. like that. <laughs> and it was so divine. And I saw it. It looked really good. Mm, it was divine. And then yesterday I cooked um a salmon thing with like Dijon wrap. I mean, encrusted with Dijon mustard and like panko crumbs mm-hmm. and i baked it and it was mm-hmm. so good that sounds good and i invited um omar and gabby yeah. and little o over and he was just so excited to be here it was his first time playing with the cats i love that and he the cats just, are gonna get used to kids now they have to <laughs> they yeah have that's to. the only option otherwise you gotta go <laughs> exactly love you cats right, love you gotta go bye but you gotta go that's so funny and my mom said she because We'll get into this. What I go on a million and one tangent, so get used to it. <laughs> we're the worst, honestly, together. We have 10 yeah. conversations at one time. <laughs> yeah. We're never going to stay on topic. Ever. So my mom, when I first told my mom I was going to have a baby, she the like, not the first thing she said, but eventually towards the end of the conversation, she was like, what are you going to do with the cats? I said, mom, they're going to stay with me. Right. What are you talking about? She said, I don't know. <laughs> they might attack him or her. They might do something bad. And like, That's so funny. you might need to get rid of them. I said, mom, we'll cross that bridge when we get right. there. Because they right. will be on the first First thing smoking. Out. Right. Yeah. If anything crazy. But we'll give them a chance. Yeah. But they're yeah. they're good cats. But the funny, my mom was like, what are you going to do with the cats? I said, mom, they're going to stay with me. What are you <laughs> talking mean? about? Like, That is so funny. You can always tell people that don't have pets. We're like, so. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you going to do with that? Right. What, what, what's, what's next? Side note, I saw this, so um, this gay couple from the United Kingdom that came to San Diego for some odd reason mm-hmm. to do IVF. Maybe there's a good legitimate reason behind that. <laughs> not me shading them. I'm like, bitch, why are you coming all the way That's over here? That's so funny. But for some fucking reason... I mean, reason, they're not a third world country. That's a legitimate question. You no, know, I'm like, they ain't got nothing in London. Right? Or like... Yeah, that's weird. Really fucking weird. Yeah. And then the fucking surrogate's not even in the United... I mean, it's in the United Kingdom with them. So I'm like, bitch, why are you here in San Diego? Yeah, that's interesting. Is it more expensive? Either way, long story short, they, um, they, the baby was born and they left the hospital day one. The minute they brought the baby home, the dogs was like, they put the crate, the, what is it called? The car seat on the ground. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, bring the dogs so the dogs can, you know, get to know the baby. Dog all on the baby. Mm-hmm. Dog mm-hmm. sniffing the baby, licking, licking the baby. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, oh, this is so, so cute. cute. Our kissing. fucking family. Right. That's disgusting. fucking disgusting. That's so nasty. Nasty as hell. That's dog so over here nasty. eating, licking his balls. Yeah. Doo-doo. Now you have a new fresh baby. No, that's feces. So but you know, But you know what's funny? They'll, they will raise hell over a family member kissing the baby's face. 
but the dog is okay. Which I'm also not a fan of people being all up in your baby's face, uh-uh. but keep it consistent. Like, it, you can't be not okay with humans, but okay with nasty ass dogs. That's nasty crazy. Ass dogs. That's nasty. Get out of here. Yeah, that's wild to me. Anyways, we got to get into the show. So that was our <laughs> week. Um, let's see. And yeah, we had a really great week. We're in a good space and yeah. we're going to um, talk about basically how we're here. So but before we do, let's take a quick break and see you guys soon. All right. So a lot of people want to know how did we get here? Yeah. So how do we, do you want to start? That's like, crazy. What should I? Like, Gosh. What do, you, what, do we start at like. Like, right, right. Where do you start? Where do we start? <laughs> We've known each other for so long. You were around very soon after I gave birth to Lily, who's now almost 10. So you've been around nine, eight, nine years at this point. Yeah. Um, I think the first time we physically met, though. Lovers was in Vegas, yeah, which is crazy because when we first l- connected, you lived in San Diego, I live in Orange County, so we're really only like 40, 45 minutes away from each other, but we never met in person, you moved to New York, and then when you moved to New York is when we yeah. <laughs> we meet in Vegas, um, and I was actually, if you guys go back on his podcast, I was on... We did an episode in Vegas the day after Lovers and Friends. And that was the weekend that we met in person. And it was just so fun. We had the best time. Um, And then it just kind of snowballed from there. And we spent time. He came to Big Bear for our annual family ski trip. Um, And that was amazing. And, yeah, we've just – we are like the same person. Our birthdays are – Eight days apart? Yeah. His yeah, on the 5th. Yeah. Mine is on the 13th. Um, I'm also bad at math, just like he is. <laughs> we are the same person. <laughs> I don't do math. Basic math. Child, I had to help Lily with some math the other uh-uh. night. I was sweating. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. I was using my phone. I'm afraid of that. That's mm-hmm. my biggest. People are like, are you afraid of all the different little milestones yeah. of, no, it's you school. know, it's literally the math. And it's school. not even the school. Math. I, I'm going to really rock the world. Oh, yeah. But everything, I can do that. But math, math don't is, ask me. I know. Two plus two, bitch, I don't know. I can't tell you. I know. Go but, ask somebody else. Go right. ask Jeeves. Go right. ask AI, <laughs> anybody. Anybody. Somebody, but don't ask me. Yes, I know. I, I had to pull out. I pulled out my phone, like, what is an integer? <laughs> what is know. a factor? I don't know what number is. At all. You know who's a math whiz? My dad. Yeah. Oh, he's so good at math. Like How he's funny. and it would just drive and it would drive him nuts because he was like, Yeah. But and he never said Johnny it, has five like, goddamn apples. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, Why are you so goddamn dumb? Right? Stupid. <laughs> Mind you, straight A, like gifted, yeah. talented, yeah. and all my courses and yep. stuff like that. Yeah. Math. I mean math kicked your ass. <laughs> But I still managed to get an A always in all my math courses, even advanced calculus, which I don't know. I don't know how. (laughs) I don't know how. But I did. But it was it would be the one. Everything for me came with ease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. But math Math was the one where I'm like, oh, shit, bitch, I got to pay attention. Yeah. I remember in college, my very first major, I was a business major because I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And yay, that worked out. But (laughs) my first major was uh, business. Bitch. My it's so much math. very first day of business math. It was like intro business math. 
I went to that office like, no, I need to switch my major. <laughs> I switched my major to they English. Were. Yeah. I was like, fuck all this. Like, not doing it. We'll figure it out later. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah. I'm, there's no point. I'm going to fail this. Yeah. So we did meet in Lovers and Friends Festival at um, the... In, in Vegas, in Vegas which yeah. is so funny because now that I'm, I said that out loud, it's going to be like, if my son or daughter or hopefully I have a boat too, they're going to be like, how did you guys meet? I'm like, oh, we met in a music festival. <laughs> like, it's so like Woodstocky. It like, is. It's, you it know? really is. It's cute. But um, <laughs> the thing I loved the most was we, it was our first time meeting in person. Yeah. But it just felt like meeting like an old, like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? You just know, linking you up with your home. Someone for so long and just yep. kind of followed their life. They follow yours. You're kind of, it's not like you're yeah. m- sitting down with someone and be like, oh, so what are your hobbies? Right, what's your or like, color? Nice to meet oh, you. It's like, oh, yeah. girl, like everybody, it right. just, it worked. It was very comfortable. And so it was a really great feeling. Um, and then there was, I don't remember when we had this conversation, but I know it, it it wasn't like a major conversation, but it was like something you've mentioned. And I don't mm-hmm. know when it first happened, but I know you mentioned it a couple times of like, oh, if you, you know, because I'd be like, oh, I really want to be a dad, but yeah. I don't want to get married. I don't want none of those things. Yeah. And we would talk about like parenthood. And I would, you would talk about raising your girls. Yeah. And you know, you were like, you would be a great dad. And if you ever wanted to get there, if you needed a surrogate, let me know. Yeah. So it wasn't like I pressed the issue or anything, but it was just kind of like in the back of my mind. And I was like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but then this year, well, really, I lived in New York last year and I moved back after a couple years away and it just didn't feel right. Like I wasn't connecting with things. Yeah. I was going out trying to figure out like, oh, I was 35 last year and I was like, this is, you know, I'm trying to maybe I'll have fun and I'll go out and mm-hmm. nothing made me feel good. Yeah. Every time I came back to San Diego, I was with my family. Yeah. I was with little O. I was with these kids. I was with like people growing their families. And I was like, bitch, this is where I'm the happiest. <laughs> this this is where I'm the calmest, the yeah. most like at ease. Yeah. And when I would go to New York, I would just be anxiety ridden. Yeah. I was never depressed, but I was just like, it just didn't feel right. Yeah. So then when it got time to renew my lease, I was like, bitch, I'm not doing it. I want to buy a house. I want to settle down. I want to get some roots. And I didn't tell anybody this, but I said my goal, which is funny because it's like you tell God your goals and he'd be laughing at you. Right. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to live in my house for a year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to have a kid. (laughs) Right. Well, that didn't happen. But, well, I mean, I guess technically. You have a home. You don't don't own it. But, I mean. I'm here for a year, basically. You know what was funny when I was getting here today? (laughs) So I'm driving. I'm like, God damn it. He lives so goddamn far. Why the fuck does he live so far off the freeway? Oh, yeah. I picked this house. (laughs) Yeah. I literally was having the thought and cut myself off immediately. Like, bitch, you found the house for him. You're you're the reason why. I am. I laughed. I was like, ooh, not me. (laughs) I am the villain. (laughs) That's a good story. We need to tell that story, too. Yeah. So um, I just moved back to California and I was like, I want to start this process. Um, but I, I thought in my mind I was going to start it in like two years. I don't yeah. know why I was thinking this. Yeah. And then 
one of my biggest fears was money. It was for my, since I've been a kid, I was like, yeah. I've always had this fear of money. Yeah. And I was like, I need to make lots of money. And it was like, okay, as long as I make six figures, then I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be able to have a kid. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, I kept raising the bar. And yeah. I was like, oh, what if you have seven figures? Yeah. Then you'll be able to have a kid. And it's yep. like, then I got to the point where I was like, bitch, you keep you're always going to move the goal, the goal post. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And you're never, if you don't just do it. Do it. Yeah. So then I was like, well, bitch, I'm getting older and my parents are getting older. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what, bitch, I want to start. I want to do it. Yeah. And then you mentioned again about surrogacy. And at that point, I was like, okay, cool. And then I was like, well, I don't know how to find like eggs and stuff. <laughs> so then I just randomly asked, I was like, do you have any, because at you were kind of familiar with IVF because you did it. Yeah, I did it for Bran. Yeah, so my my sister was uh, trying to, you know, go down the whole parenting journey. And um, I offered to her to do IVF for her. And uh, so I, I'd already been familiar and started kind of doing it with her. And just, you know, I did my part of it, but I also was watching what she was doing on her end as, you know, the one trying to become the parent. And so I was very familiar with just the whole thing. Um, and I remember I did offer it to you a few times, but I know it's, it's, it's kind of tricky with that because it's like you offer it and you, you don't want someone to feel almost obligated to say yes and to accept the offer. But at the same time, you want to make sure that they understand you're not just talking and that you genuinely are offering because some people will just be like, oh, yeah, you know, I would do so this for you. So many people have. Yeah. And so I'm and like, then, I don't know if you're serious. Right. When it comes down to it, it's like, are you really willing to do that? And, you know, everything it takes. And sometimes people just be talking and it sounds good. Um, and so, you know, it was kind of this. And I think I told you, I was like, I will never, ever, ever feel offended or our relationship would never change if you said you didn't want that for me. But I want to make sure you understand that I'm genuinely, you know, willing to do that and offer that. And so I think kind of once we had that conversation, then you're like, you know what? Maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I asked, I didn't know about like eggs. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, also, you know, if you need an egg donor, because you're yeah. already used to doing that. Yeah. You're like, okay, well, <laughs> I would do that too. And that is literally, I kid you not, that is the moment it clicked mm. and it felt super comfortable. Yeah. Because the idea of an anonymous donor was just not something I wanted. Yeah. Because me, myself, I'm adopted. Yeah. Um, I never, I know who my biological mom is. I do not know who my biological dad is. And my biological mom is has passed away a few years ago. And the thing is, I don't have, like, any sentiments. You know, I don't have any, like, oh, I wish I she raised me. Right. No, I'm so blessed that my adoptive parents raised me. I had a fabulous life, mm. fabulous childhood. Yeah. But growing up, it's, it's by nature. You want to know something. I just yeah. want to know what my dad's face looks like. I want to know. Where you come from. Something. Yeah. yeah I want to know uh, anything. Mm-hmm. And it's like people want to know, like, these so in deep detail things about their parents, like my parents, I'm like, what was it like going on your first date? Like those type of things. For my biological parents, I don't care. I just want to know little things. you biologically are, yeah. So I didn't have that. And the idea of having kids and them not being able to have that just was, I don't want to say I was going to rule it out, but it was going to be a very hard 
yeah. route to get to. Right. And so when this opportunity came to me, I said, this feels so comfortable. Yeah. You're my friend. We mesh really well. And I like your family. My family likes you. Yeah. You're in my life. That's how I want my child to know who his mother is, yeah. her mother is. I want my child to know, you know, if they're in 30 years, they're in a fucking hospital and they're like, do you exactly. have, does this run your family? Exactly. They can call me and be like, bitch, no. And yeah. then they can call you and you can be like, bitch, no. Right. I, I was about to say that. Like literally last, you know, last week when Lily first went in the hospital, we didn't know what was going on. It was, it was so nice to be able to pick up the phone and text her dad and be like, hey, does this run in your family? You know, your mom, your dad, grandparents. And just being able to know both sides of your your health history and medical history, I think is it's really such a privilege that a lot of people who aren't adopted, who don't, you know, do um, IVF with um, anonymous donors and stuff. It's, it's like a privilege that we kind of just take for granted and don't realize how special yeah. it is. Yeah. And then, like, also, like, I would want my children to even know what their uh, one of their one set of grandparents look like. Right. You know, I mean, my parents, I mean, my children will have amazing grandparents on my side, mm -hmm. but they're that they're not going to be biologically yeah, theirs. Biological, yeah. And I mean, it doesn't matter. And it's so wild that I say this because I'm adopted. So I literally have if you ask anybody, I'm the first person to say blood does not create family. It yeah, doesn't. It doesn't. However, I just know what it's like navigating myself as an adult. I don't have like any major trauma. I'm not like, woe is me, you know, <laughs> right, just right, right. fucking depressed all day. Yeah. Absolutely the fuck not. Yeah. But the idea is if I can eliminate as many possible traumas now for my child, that would be great. Absolutely. So this for me was the most ideal situation. Um, plus I want to be a part of everything. I want to yeah. go to all the ultrasounds. I want to go to all the appointments. I right. want to go through, I want to be a part of everything. Yep. And when I see gay men doing this, they're like FaceTime on egg retrieval. Mm -hmm. They don't even be at the fucking egg. They begin the right. email. Right. They get the email like, all right, everything <laughs> from, went from well. Across town, right. Bitch, a fucking email you can't text. Like at least text me, bitch. Text me. Yeah, the yeah. Fuck? Right. <laughs> so like all that, like I'm such a sentimental person. So like family oriented, like I, that, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do this. I don't want a child that bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so when this kind of came to fruition, I said, this feels so good. It feels perfect. It feels this is what I prayed for. This is what my ancestors pr provided for me. Right. This is, it's a blessing. Yeah. So that's kind of how we got to here. Yeah. It's like as close as, it's as close to natural as you can really get in a situation like this. Yeah. You know, so. So, um, so now, I mean, we'll get in, we'll, we're kind of on a time crunch for this episode, but we'll get into so much more in further episodes. Yeah. But for right now, where are we, like, where do we, so right now we are a few weeks kind of before egg retrieval? Well, before we start. Yeah. Yeah, we start. Our first visit is the end of this month um, in about, what is that, two and a half weeks? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, two and a half weeks. We go in for our first appointment. I believe we start retrieval at the very, very top of November. Should take a little shy of two weeks. So by mid-November, we will be at retrieval. I think the 15th, mm -hmm. November 15th is our tentative retrieval date. Um, so, yeah, we're like 
like um like five weeks away yeah. from a retrieval. That's crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, and then, I mean, we'll <laughs> again we'll share so much more, mm-hmm. but um, even like it's just funny because. I was spiraling so much over the summer for like reasons I'll share later, but like, it's just so funny to see like everything now and how it's progressed. Um, But yeah, I'm just, I think I was very, I was going through bouts of like excitement, but then I went through like a good period of like, just worry Yeah. of like, you know, just tons of worry. Cause anytime people go through these IVF things, it's just riddled with just bad news. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. Right. <laughs> but then I had, like, recently I had to, like, really ground myself and be like, all right, bitch. <laughs> you are healthy. You do not have these issues. Yeah. You had a minor, like, temporary thing that you were able to fix over the summertime. You're fine. Tia's healthy. Like, these are not our issues, yeah. hopefully. Like, yeah. you know, like. Yeah. These are other people's issues and I'm being gentle with that. Like right. I'm not shitting on you, but I think from my mental health, I had to put myself in perspective and be like, bitch, it's not, yeah. you're not in the negative exactly. percentages. You're in the possibly the possible right. positive. So yeah. stop thinking the bad. Yeah. The only reason we're doing IVF, like we're not doing IVF because, you know, like some couples, unfortunately, they have fertility issues and conception issues and health problems and all that kind of stuff so that they have to have this sort of assistance excuse me in order to conceive for us it's just because like we're not a heterosexual couple (laughs) it really comes down to that and like sure we're in our 30s so we're not at the same fertile you know fertility health as um people in their mid-20s but we're not struggling and we're not in some you know detrimental health position to where you know, there's going to be a bunch of a bunch of issues. So, and the few issues that were there have been resolved quite yeah. quickly and easily. Yeah, so, I mean, listen, you put my mind to anything, Rich. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Make it happen. And oh. I know you guys have probably wonder, like, um, you know, some people just don't know what IVF is. Like, even yeah. little um, Omar and Gabby were here with their sister, um, Omar's sister, mm-hmm. and they were all here. And even they kind of have like a roundabout right. idea of it. Yeah. My parents barely understood it. Yeah. I, they were like amazed when they found out the things you could do. Yeah. And so we'll <laughs> definitely do like an episode where we kind of go through all that and, and kind of give you the step it. by step. Yeah. Because it is very, in my opinion, we're both nerds. Yeah. Very fascinating. Yes. It it's is like the coolest cool. thing ever. It really, really is. Science is wild. Yeah. Yeah. So on that note, let's take one more break. And next up is story time. So see you soon. All right. So welcome back to the show. Um, We want to do one little story time before we end the show. And this is kind of when we first went to, we were looking for an IVF clinic to kind of do everything with. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just, we were like going on consultations and this was our very first consultation and how did it go? Yeah. So we, the objective, so I live in Orange County and I was telling Solomon that it would be best to have a clinic near my home because I would be the one going in all the time for appointments and blood draws and all that kind of stuff. 
Um, and I'll, in, in Orange County, particularly, a lot of clinics are in Newport. But I wanted to find something that was a little further south so that it, when he does come up for appointments, it's not such a drive. So I found the best places around my home. And I think I found like four or five. Called all of them, set up consultations with all of them. Um, the very first consultation we could get, the first place we could get a, a, an appointment with, um, which we should have known then if the oh. schedule was this wide open. There was oh. a reason. <laughs> <laughs> the first place, we, do we want to say the name? Go ahead. Okay. Fuck <laughs> Fuck so we went to a place um, called Invita. Um, it was actually in the same medical park as my kid's pediatrician. So I was like, cool, let's go there. We went. This was our first appointment. And, you know, I had actually told Solomon a few days prior, I was like, you know, I I am the surrogate. I'm the one donating the eggs and I'm the one carrying the baby. But it's we are not co-parents. We're not a couple that's going to have a baby together that's, you know, planning on parenting together. Um, so it really is a situation of me having his baby, not our baby. But I told him, I said, for the sake of these appointments, it, it, you know, and just all the paperwork and all the, the, the details, it might just be a good idea if we go into it as this is our baby. And then we work out all that, you know, the details and stuff on our own time, um, with it, you know, between each other. And, um, you know, he was like, well, let's just, you know, let's just see, let's just, tell him exactly what it is and see, you know, how the appointment goes or whatever. So we went in and we really were just very straightforward and told him like, look, we are going to do this. I'm his egg donor. I'm his surrogate. It's his child. I'm just, you know, providing half of the DNA in the, in the oven. And the reaction from this doctor <laughs> was so jarring and off-putting and he had so much to say about how it could become a conflict of interest, basically saying, you know, what, you know, what if I get attached to the baby or I decide that I want to, you know, keep this baby or, you know, all the little lifetime movie scenarios <laughs> that could possibly happen. And, you know, I don't want any more children of my own. Everybody who knows me knows this. I have two children, love my babies dearly, but... I have zero desire for any more. This is why I'm giving my eggs away to everybody. Like, my, like here's some for you, sis. Solomon, you can take some. Like, I'm not using them. They can go. Um, and so I, you know, that's that's not me. And I think honestly, and it, it we kind of realized then. We kind of already knew, but it really hit us after this appointment how deeply culture mm -hmm. and race and you know just your upbringing how much it plays into this whole entire process and how underrepresented people of color are yeah because when it comes to family we are really a lot different you know, it's 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 Hello. it's like, you know, everybody like we know everybody's an auntie, an uncle, a cousin, if you know them long enough or if your mama knows them, yeah. and, you know, and that's just how we we are. And, you know, this child is going to be raised by everyone, you know, technically. And 
they'll be in my home and we'll all be around each other for holidays and that sort of stuff. And so it's not a situation of, well, yes, this is Solomon's child and this is 100% his baby and he makes the decisions and, you know, the final word is his and his alone. It's not a situation of let me give birth to this kid, hand him off to you, and then we're cutting ties. Right, exactly. See ya. You know, have fun. Um, And I think it's really difficult for people to wrap their minds around that. And Honey, it's so difficult. People online. Like when I told my, like the thing that was so beautiful for me is when I told my parents this. Yeah. It just, like, I think, I mean, I don't know because it's not like I had another option, but they they, they just felt so comfortable. Like, this is good. This is good. Instead of like anonymous and like all this shit. They're like, we love this idea. And yeah. they, my mom and my dad had zero questions. Yeah. I Occasionally, some people are like, you know, the typical questions like, well, are you both going to raise the kid? Right. Or like, <laughs> and I tell people this. I think this is the probably the best response. I am the parent. Yep. 100% the parent. Yep. She's definitely the mother. And multiple people in my life will clearly help raise my child. However, it's my parenting style. I am the parent. I have the final say. They live with me. It is my financial responsibility. Um, The court will only, which is another thing we'll talk about in other episodes, the court will only recognize me as the parent and guardian. But in a roundabout way, everyone's going to just parent like as you do in our communities. Exactly. You know, it really is a village mentality. Um, you know, I, I, we went into this appointment and he was just so adamant about using different eggs, using a surrogate that wasn't me, just basically very concerned about how connected I was going to be to this whole process. Um, and, you know, even explaining to him like, well, you know. Solomon is adopted and he doesn't know his biological family and he doesn't want that for his kid that still just kind of didn't register for this guy and I think as much as I hated that appointment I'm really 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 glad that we had it yeah because I do feel like we 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 went in and we were kind of shocked we weren't fully prepared for that yeah and I think the way we handled it was the way we handled it because we were so shocked and unprepared (laughs) we really did not tag team like we typically would in something like that and but we went um we went and had you know dinner afterwards and kind of downloaded with each other and i think it it we've already been a team we're a team and we have each other's backs and we're very supportive of each other and very protective of each other already but i think that made it even more so and it made us really protect this whole situation and family that we're creating and not letting anyone penetrate that yeah exactly not you don't get to violate this you don't get to have an opinion on this Mm -hmm. you know i think it really kind of gave us that extra resolve like oh no we really have to like fortify this you know, this barrier that we have around us while we go through this. And I'm so thankful that that happened so early on Mm -hmm. because we really were like, all right, we are already a team, but like we have to go in every situation as like more like fortified, more like grounded. This is what it is. Not this is what we want or can we, 
no, it's this is what it is. This is what we are doing. Either you're on board or you're out. Yeah. And the thing is, like, when he kept saying, like, you should do an egg donor and then separate of a surrogate, which so many, which everybody basically does, yeah, especially yeah. the gays. Yeah. That's all they do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not trying to knock anybody's path and story. That works for maybe for y'all. It will never work for me. Exactly. It's just not who I am. Yeah. And he was like, you never know. Like, she's going to have um, a connection to the baby. And it's like, duh, bitch. Like, that's what we want. That's what I want. <laughs> exactly. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, the fuck? Like, I don't yeah. want... It's to be fucking Britney Spears in Crossroads when she calls her mom and she's like, hi, Lucy, what are you doing here? And it's like, you're my mom, bitch. Like, I don't want that to fucking happen. I don't want my child to like call to you later on. They were like, what do you want? Why are you calling me? Who are you? Right. No, I don't want that. And then I I wish, you know, like sometimes in hindsight, 2020, you wish you can kind of go back and I wish I could eat him up. I know. But um, (laughs) like, I wish I could tell him, but like, have you ever, do you know your parents? Right. Both of them? Have you touched both of your parents physically? Right. Have you lived in the same household as your parents? Yeah. Been in the same car as your parents? Oh, you have? Okay, great, because I haven't. Yeah. So while you're over here saying that that's the best option, I know exactly what that option feels like. Exactly. And it doesn't feel good later on in life. Yes. Didn't give a fuck when I was a kid. Later on in life, bitch, I give a fuck now. Right. So... And if you you could sit there and look at all the data and and whatever mm-hmm. as you can as a man, but bitch, mm-hmm. I'm letting you know this is not a an option for me. Experience exactly. You've lived the experience, and if that's your only option, if you didn't have someone who could you know be your surrogate, who could donate eggs that you personally know, like some people, most people don't, so they work with what they have, and mm-hmm. that's okay. But when you have that, to act like it's a negative thing or a bad thing or potentially an issue. Act like it's a negative. Yeah, that's wild. I feel like that is just the, that is the best option. It really is. But I think it also, like, it boils down to the fact that culturally we view family so differently. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I think it just didn't resonate with him. And that's fine. We ended up finding... um, out of all of our process, we ended up finding, I think, the oh, best so great. clinic, the best doctor. Um, and I'm just really excited to yeah. move forward with them. Yeah. The office is great. They're great on top staff. of it. And another thing, bitch, the fucking, like, <laughs> this is expensive. Like, Very. So yes. it's not like cancer, no shade to the cancer girls. It's not, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not life or death. It's not like yeah. urgent care. It's not like... Yeah. It's literally, I mean, I don't want to say elective, but I mean... You're not going to die if... You don't have a kid. Yeah, exactly. This isn't something that's a life-saving yeah. me- world of medicine. And insurance, yeah. 95% of the time, does not cover none of this shit. It might yep. cover the blood work. That might be it. But right. for the most part, it's literally a cash business. Yep. And and the crazy thing is you can get your nose done. You can go do all this plastic surgery. You can get care credit. You can finance it. Yep. This is the one bitch that you cannot finance. There yep. is no op. I mean, there is, but it's, most it's places. It's in-house. Yeah. They have to offer the financing because they don't do it outside of it. Yeah. So the fact that he was basically shooting himself in the foot, right. I came in with a binder full of questions, yep. everything. <laughs> and I remember verbatim, I looked at him and he said, do you have any questions? I said, I had a lot, but you know what? I don't even, I slammed my, the, the, I don't even care anymore. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> that was, so, I looked at him like, oh, <laughs> oh, that was so funny. Because honestly, I just was getting more and more pissed of, it really wasn't about like 
so much him saying, oh, you should get an egg donor. Because that was never, we're not going to do that. So you can say all you want. Yeah. I'll let you finish. Exactly. But Offer your stuff. Upcharge, upsell. Like, that's what every Don't give does. a fuck. Yeah. I did not like the tone and the way that he addressed you. It felt so I didn't like the fact that, like, he never looked at you. He kept looking at me. Right. Like, you were some fucking rando in the room. Right. I did not like that. Like, I touch on, and I think... And maybe that's just me digging and being way too deep into things. But I think growing up in a black household with black women, especially my mom, I just saw how like people tried to just disregard her, look over her. And my mom would still assert herself and put herself in there. But I think I'm just a little bit more hypersensitive to that. And I was like, why do you not? You can look at like, right. you can look at both of us. You can address right. both of us. Yeah. And if there was a question, it was just so fucking weird. I can't put it, put a, my thumb on it. Right. But I was like, this don't feel good. I don't like the way mm-hmm. he's treating her. I'm fucking done. We don't have to yeah. do this. He was like, you want to do blood work and ultrasound? I said, nope. You're like, Bye. I'm ready to go. Yeah. No, it was, it was, it, it felt like, A, it felt like we were damn near asking permission to mm-hmm. do this. And it felt very like we were doing something wrong. Yeah. Like I felt like, yeah. I felt the same as when you go to like the principal's office mm-hmm. and that should never feel like this. This is already for something that is like having a baby, creating a baby is typically a, a something that is done in it's joyous, you know, especially when it's like, you know, IVF, it's a husband and wife typically, or like up two partners. Yeah. And so it is a very like, Oh, we're so happy. We're going to have this little baby. And you already have such a clinical factor in all of that happiness because of the way it has to be done. You want to personalize it and humanize it as much as possible. And he really did not do that. And, you know, who we ended up with really did a great job at that. Like we did a so our first our first consultation was in person. But with the doctor we ended up going with, that was a phone, a phone consultation. and one of the first things he asked us was, do you have names picked out? And it was really sweet. It was mm-hmm. very, very sweet. And it, you know, it felt personal. It felt gentle and soft and kind and all of the things that you want it to feel like when you're going through something like this. And, and so, honestly, it's a smart, as a businessman, it's smart because it's, it's yeah. like you're. Make the you, sale. You make the sale. <laughs> make the damn sale. You know, this, like some people, unfortunately, they have like tons and tons of cycles. That could be hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yes. You know, so if you're going into even just one cycle, average is about like 40, 45, maybe 50,000 per cycle. Yeah. Girl, yeah, you need to get the girls. Right. You need to make them feel good, <laughs> bitch. Like, feel good. Wake right. me up, be like, you want some sparkling water? You exactly. got some chilled champagne? Like, what do you want? Like, what do you want? What do you this need? This is a private room. Yes. Like, it, make yes. me feel good, bitch, because right. I'm about to spend buku money. All this damn money. And it is literally an emotional purchase. Yes. And 100%. it's weird because we're both Capricorns. We're very analytical. We're all numbers. But there is an aspect to this to where, yes, I'm looking at the best, you know, doctors possible. That was my number one thing. Mm-hmm. But also, it's there is an emotional aspect to it. So I, it's weird kind of going into that and trying to find the right thing that fits you. Yeah. But I'm glad that we found the right person. And in a few weeks, we begin. I know. It's so exciting. I'm excited to share this journey with everybody and with you because, I mean, I've done it before, but this will, like, 
all the research, all the time we've spent talking about it and learning about it, we're finally going to be putting it into practice and yeah. going down the road. So it's exciting. So Can't each wait. week um, we will come out with new episodes every Monday. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Again, if you have, um, what is it? Um, questions, please send it into life in progress show at gmail.com. Yes. And until next week, see you guys later. Bye.